Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that we can learn from their successes, pump up their own inspiration, and learn the motives behind the people that make change happen. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, and it's my birthday, bitches! And I'm here, along with my co-host, Christian Webb. Say what's up! Happy birthday, good sir. Thank you, thank you. We are accompanied by a man, the man, the myth, the legend, one of one of my... <laughs> One of my very good friends that I like, despite the fact that he likes Droid products over Apple. <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for joining us. No, I appreciate you having me on, and happy birthday, by the thank way. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you so much, thank you. Uh, so Phil is with G&G &G Landscape Solutions, and uh, Phil, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what that is? Uh, yeah, we're full, um, full solution, turnkey solution, landscape company here. Um, residential, we do residential install, uh, residential maintenance, we do commercial install, and uh, commercial maintenance as well. We're more of a boutique type of uh, landscape company. We deal with a lot of custom builders on the residential side. Um, our clients are usually NFL players and, uh, you know, the, 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 the ones that, um, need a lot of nice hardscapes and yeah. landscapes and have the uh, the budget to do that so yeah yeah so a fantastic commercial landscaping company but tell us a little bit about you so you're well known for uh you know me personally on the business yeah. side yeah. you know I past couple companies is coming into company going into companies that are don't have a sales and marketing team um, and they need to build one out or they have a sales team that is struggling and they need to drive strategies and policies and procedures um, as well as branding create branding and just really driving top-line revenues and training and whatnot so so when you go into a company like how do you decide what goes first like you know, it's, it's a lot of just uh, talking to everybody, talking to every single person that's on the sales team, uh, as well as the operation team, um, sitting down with the owner of the company and asking them, you know, hey, what, what's, what's the, what are we looking to do right now? Is it short term? What is your long term? And then, you know, what is your kind of your ABC type of uh, scenario you're looking at? And then just um, sitting with them. You know, it's a lot of hip to hip at the beginning, just watching, listening. Um, and determining, okay, this person is right in this position and they need to be, you know, have different strategies or a different approach. They're in the wrong market segment. Um, you know, how are they, do they even need to be on the sales side? You know, we just, I just had a, uh, a salesperson that was a better designer, he's a landscape designer. He was on the sales. We just moved him into a landscape um, architect role. So putting the right people in the right places is, what I do the first, you know, probably 60 days learning that. Yeah, I bet over, I bet several years in of a company's life, they probably accidentally like scoop people into, into positions that they actually don't like. Just out of convenience. No, they do. They, you know, especially this, you know, smaller to mid medium sized companies, mm -hmm. um, they do, right? So they're, the owner's running around, they're, he's doing everything, right? So he's putting people in places that he thinks or she thinks that's good and, um, and letting them go. Mm -hmm. um, and then they realize, okay, this is not working. Um, we need accountability. We need somebody to be tracking this. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, we need to build out reports on the, um, you know, and the CRMs and what are the strategies? We need to get this in line. So that's nice. That's nice. We probably work a lot with people just like you, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah you, absolutely, you guys do. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. One of the things that I've, that I've learned through, God, how many episodes have we done now? Like 40? 
four or five or six. I don't know. So forties, forty some. What did you say, Kayla? She. Forty-six. Forty-six. There we go. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, shout out to Kaylee for producing our new our new backdrop. I uh, I love it. I love it. Um, forgot to forgot to shout that out at the beginning of the episode. Shoot. Um, but you know it, it's amazing because you know you'd think that landscaping is amazingly different than somebody that owns say bar franchises or something like that. But it it goes back to what I was just telling Austin yesterday. You know a lot of the business development um, fundamentals. Marketing fundamentals, sales fundamentals—that they, they are are uniform industry to industry, you know. And um, it's it's incredible. Um, one one of the things that I just happen to know about your career, knowing knowing you for as long as I have, is, you know, you you put teams into positions. You know, you 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 build teams um, to kind of do that because at any given time, you guys have God knows how many different landscaping, you know, um, solution type of services going on. Um, can you touch on that? Uh, and kind of what I'm asking specifically is, is you know, what does it take to manage multiple teams at the same time? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's you know, sitting down with them and giving them a path, and, and we're actually writing that path down. Um, one salesperson is you're going after custom builders. What's that strategy look like, right? I like to have a rolling 30-day strategy plan for each one with tasks that are both belonged uh, to them for each month mm -hmm. um, and activities around those goals. Um, and that's what you're focused on. I'm that's exactly sure. right. That's yeah. a, it's a tracking. Yeah. And you know, every one sales rep, that commercial maintenance, you have another sales rep with a commercial maintenance side. What is a strategy? So there are all a lot of different strategies built in with each salesperson into the segment that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, and then just, it's, it's, Helping them, right? Hip yeah. to hip, staying hip to hip with them, um, but then also following up at the end of the month. What do we do? What do we need to pivot to? How do we revise this? Where was our successes? Where were our failures? Um, and then adjust and go on to the next thirty days. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really what it is. It's setting them up, giving them the tools. One, the tools to be successful, the strategy to be successful then sitting with them and being in the trenches with them while they're doing it, sure. um, but then also having the marketing side backing it up for, yeah. each, for each different segment. So when you're going to actually, you're probably auditing the whole thing, right? But when you're actually interviewing the sales reps to kind of find out what kind of, what caliber of skill you have um, in the room, like what are like the strongest traits you like to see in a sales rep? So I actually I just hired two uh, two new sales reps in the last three weeks. So we didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got some fresh insights here. Um, you know, on the residential, I was really looking for someone that could connect with the client, that is trustworthy, somebody that um, instantly that person looks at and says, "Okay, I trust you. You know what you're doing. You're the expert," and he's not from the industry. He's not from the landscaping industry. Uh, it was more important for me to have that person that is gonna be the proactive, doing the activities uh, that I don't have to manage on a day-to-day, -day, right? Because I don't like to micromanage, so. Mm -hmm. But just that person that's trustworthy, that the homeowners and the custom builders look at and say, okay, I trust you. You look like a trustable person, right? What, what do you look like? Yeah. yeah you, you look like you're trustworthy. Karen and I, Karen was our last week's guest, and she she actually um, it's funny you should you should mention that because she was just talking about um, a colleague that she has not involved with Catalyst, but um, by the way Phil knows Karen very well as well, so he knew what I was who I was talking about. But 
um, you know, she was talking about a colleague not involved with Catalyst and very skilled uh, tradesmen with that, but they, they didn't have the appearance of somebody that that was professional, you know. And, you know, Karen, you know, she wasn't afraid to tell him that. Um, she would, she told him very politely and nicely, as Karen does, but she was talking about, you know, there there is an expectation of excellence, and it begins with how you look, you know. So if you're, you know, in this case, the, the person was a painter, right? And, you know, if you're a, if you're a painter and you show up and you look, you look sloppy, you know, you, uh, you look kind of run down and you got paint all over you, even though that's a part of the trade. Like, could you imagine going to one of these NFL players' houses, for example, and, and just, you know, looking dirty, just looking dirty, yeah, you know? Um, I mean, there's, there's a huge piece of that. Um, I don't, I don't want to be too invasive here, but um, what, just, I'm, this is solely out of my own curiosity, but, you know, it's really hard to assess how much you can trust a person other than that, you know, first glance, like, you know, they look put together type of thing. very trustworthy face. <laughs> yeah, well, Christian is trustworthy. I, I, I was going to take a shot at you, but I don't want to do that on air. Um, but, you know, what? so what types of questions did you ask, and did you go by your gut, like, like the what they were saying? What types of things were you looking for? I know you said um, you were looking for that trustability, reliability, but, like, I'm just wondering what types of questions you asked, what you're looking for, your gut. You know, it, it was funny. Dustin was the was the guy that I hired on the residential, and funny enough, when he got there, probably 15 or 20 minutes earlier than I did. Um, That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Eric Powell, Eric Powell, you know him too. Oh, yeah. uh, Eric Powell, um, I talked to him yesterday, and he said, he said, he said, you know, Christian, he's giving you a hard time. He said, Christian just doesn't understand that 15 minutes early is on time. <laughs> and <laughs> you're one of those. Christian to his, yeah, Christian to his credit, is, I mean. He's that person that we have a one o'clock appointment. He'll be there at like twelve fifty nine and forty eight seconds. You know, uh-huh. but like he's still early. But you know, it gets people kind of in a panicky mode. And yes. Eric, Eric is you know. So Eric and I had a meeting yesterday, and uh, it also gets you talked about. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> noticed. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, noticed. And and our meet actually our meeting was at one, and I was there at like twelve fifty or something. Eric was right at, right in there. I was like, I you a little earlier, aren't you? He's like, No, I'm on time. And you're, and you're on time too. But anyways, it was fun. So back, I'm sorry, back to you. Yeah. The, no. So I so I walk in, and it was actually Caribou Coffee on Fair uh, Fairview. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in there, and I saw him and recognized him from his LinkedIn, and he's having a conversation with a lady that's two two tables over. Um, he just moved here, Dustin, um, a couple months ago with his wife. And, okay, thank you very much. So we sit down, we start talking, and the lady's leaving, and she gives him, says, here, here's my name, here's my number, here's my business. Please give me a call. I'd love to sit down with you, discuss more. Wow. You're a great person. In the 10 minutes that I talked with you, it was nice because instantaneously I was like, wow. Yeah, he, he had I would have immediately thought paid actor. <laughs> I asked him. I asked him. I did. I said, "Did you pay this lady to yeah. sit here and do this?" And he honestly, like, well, if he did pay her, I think I would hire him more. Absolutely, absolutely. That's brilliant. Absolutely. That's brilliant. But, but back to you know on on the other sales um, rep that we hired was you know he asked the questions of you know give me some experiences you've been through right, um, but it all comes down to it's your gut. Sure. Really, because they can lie to you. I yeah. mean, you're, you're interviewing salespeople, mm-hmm. right? They, they're trying to sell themselves. Yeah. So it comes down to just your gut feeling and it's numbers. How well do you know your numbers? On, yeah. You know, what were your goals? Especially your for sales. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, within 90 days, it's black yeah. and white, right? You hit the goals, um, you know, that or you don't. Or you don't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That makes it a little bit easier, too. Um, you know, it's like, 
um, we, we were actually having a conversation yesterday with, with Austin, um, and uh, you know, we were talking about um, the way bonuses are structured and things like that. And you know, the way, the way that um, bonuses work in companies, it's black and white. You hit it or you don't. Yep. And, that, and that's just it. And there can be, you know, a hurricane can hit and you can miss stuff or whatever. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. it's all about those numbers. I'd love to I'd love to pick your brain one day about outside sales reps and marketing, because that is a hard hill to get over. It is. It's tough. Could you imagine somebody showing up at your office that doesn't know everything about marketing and then trying to sell the owner of a company on the fact that they need them? Yeah, it is. It, that's tough. I mean, that, that goes to technology. Technology yeah. is the same way, right? Yeah. Most of the sales reps have no idea. They have a sales engineer that goes with them. That can talk the the guts of it. Yeah. So the, you know, it's almost like uh, a robot. Like, this, yeah. is, this is Teddy the robot. He, he will he will tell you what to do. And then somebody gets in. Yeah, we will do this with your landscaping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you know, Teddy's a little off, but he's he, he, he's, he's, he knows what he's talking about. That's why I'm here. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost, yeah. It's almost like a business development role. Get me in front of the person, and you bring the professional that knows what they're talking. Yeah, about. that's what we found is yeah. that you pretty much like we would have to we would have to it would say about the sales reps it would have to be business development absolutely you know the field in and out yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely um, on the subject of that going with you I'm a firm believer in that too um, and you know everybody wants to think they have a good judge of character and everybody thinks they have a good judge of character has been burnt at some point it's just a reality of life um, can you think of a time that that you can share that is that that you've been burnt about going with your gut and, and like a lesson that you've learned as a consequence of that yeah absolutely I mean uh, plenty of times over the years of my career um, you, you ask all the questions mm -hmm. um, they answer them correctly they answer them perfectly yep. and your gut is saying yeah this is this is the person mm -hmm. um, and you know and then they come on board and you're like uh oh it's not the person that not they said yep. you know it's gonna take me twice the amount of time to really help and train this person mm -hmm. to get to the, the level that I need them to be um, and then there's you know then you have to sit back and make a decision. Sure. Do I cut ties now? Yeah. Or do I spend the time? Do I really see? And I and there's several times I've said, no, you know, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm mm -hmm. gonna train them up. Get burned. And it, <laughs> and it get burned. Yeah. Right? It doesn't happen, you sure. know, and it costs a lot. Yeah. You know, onboard somebody, time, um, you know, capital into mm -hmm. it. Uh, so it has. It's happened to me a couple of times. But you learn from every time. Of right. Course. And so, you know, however many years I've been in this business, mm -hmm. you know, um, well, it could be more. It could be more than ten because you're only thirty years old. We know that. So, you know, 36, 36, 36, 36, Yeah, yeah. The the, the business young, yeah. young business young, yeah. young professional. Young man. professional. You gotta, you gotta be all about it. We need to we need to forge you a, a passport. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Business marketing solutions script does not forge passports. So <laughs> we don't. Um, <laughs> How much would that cost? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going fifty dollars up the street. I yeah, yeah, off, off South China. So we'll set Kaylee up in the back office. Kaylee, so he's taking Kaylee. passport photos. Yeah. Just need a, new, a, a nice printer. Good. <laughs> would you like to be John? Whenever this is the way our this is the way our relationship works. By the way, whenever I, whenever one of us says something that's totally off the cuff, like forging passports, you know, the other one's always like, "Is that possible?" And and both Chris, we Chris and I just exchanged a glance. You'll be able to look look at the video and. Uh, Simultaneously, I know what both of us were thinking. Like, is that possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we went through like a downward spiral of like, of like, what would that take? And what would, what in the world is that? Oh my God! How do people do that? And then, and then, oh yeah, we're a business legend. 
Um, yeah, you know, employee employee management is is uh, is tough. Without with the exception of Kaylee, she's very easy. But um, you know, it, it, going with your gut is I, I I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I, I always I always worry whenever we're in a we're in a new position. And Christian and I have been very lucky that most of the, most of the people that we've hired over the years are people that we knew before. So we kind of, and actually Christian and I, before Business Market Solutions Group, we we started the way that we initially became friends is working together. So we knew each other's work ethic. You know, we were friends beforehand. Um, and so we're very much like a relationship-based, you know, hiring um, team from that from that perspective. Super relationship-based all around. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's, that's, that, that goes down to everything for us, you know. Um, we tackle challenges based on the relationships that we built, and that's that's how we how we do marketing challenges, how we improve, so on and so forth. But um, you know, it it's it's really tough. Um, we have we have a, a client right now. Um, I, I don't want to say who they are. Just just I'll tell you after the podcast. Um, just just because just because of what I'm about to say, the number the the number that they spend on uniforms alone, it would would make you. Like um, oh Kaylee we lost our we lost our backdrop oh, oh Kaylee oh, oh, it's an oh, oh, yeah. Apple product Apple product yeah yep. the the amount the amount they spend on uniforms alone would make you vomit I mean it it, it would it, when I saw that number it made me sick to my stomach like I mean because that's just that's just burnt money you know based yeah. on making the wrong choice of who to hire and and whatever or maybe you know filling in a pinch or something like that um, but it, it is a huge number. So I mean that's that's what we have to deal with in, in the environment. I wonder if in-house showers would save them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like uh, re reduce, reuse, recycle. Hey, this you is said a showers, or did you mean a shower at the place and then put their uniform on? It's there. It's in a, it's in a wardrobe locked at the office instead okay. of everybody leaving with it. Probably not. <laughs> I think a laundry room would be better. Than yeah, that. yeah, I would. Do, shower but, yeah. off a little. Bit. Yeah, okay. Well, I could maybe not see it, but. I mean, when people, yeah, you're right. So Christian, <laughs> I hate to be the one to explain this to you, but when people wear clothes, <laughs> the clothes themselves take on. <laughs> oh my God! Back to Phil. <clears throat> Back to Phil. Um, so it, it's amazing. Um, you know, so with la with landscaping though. Um, so how long have you been with GNG now? About Actually, five months now. Five months. Yeah. yeah. Wow, God, time flies. Yeah. Probably fixed everything. Yeah. Definitely. Like everything, everything's, everything's absolutely on the up and up. But you know, it, it's amazing. Um, and I do want to talk to you about about ABC and your other uh, relationship-based things as well. But um, you know, we had originally met through ABC Carolinas. You and I co-chair the the membership for uh, the Charlotte branch of ABC Carolinas. And um, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because, you know, your career is very much like you're doing you're doing two large things at once. You're you're growing the business development side, whether that's whether that's the marketing, the sales departments of these things. And at the same time, you're doing your own business development, making relationships and things like that. And and I know for a fact that you're involved with multiple communities, organizations, and so on and so forth. Um, can you touch on on those those organizations and you know what they've done for your career development, what they've you know what what you've gotten out of it because you do put a lot of a lot into it yeah no absolutely um and you and you hit the nail on the head i i truly believe that as you're building the company that you're working for building their brand and building their sales you also have to build your own brand your own personal brand sure um one for yourself but then two for the um for the company 
So, you know, like you said, ABC Carolinas, uh, been with them for several years, as you know. Being on the committees um, is where you need to be, get involved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what right now, what I want, want everybody is when I walk in, they go, oh, there's Phil, they know me. Yeah. But then they also go, okay, that's what, he's with G&G &G Solutions. Yeah. They know who, who I am and who I work for. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just building relationships, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm, I don't ask anybody, you know, when I meet them, is for, hey, what, what can I do, you know, let me price out a project. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I'm not asking for business right away. It's a, it, it, that'll come. Yeah. Um, it's helping other people grow their business helping other people network, get connected. Sure. Um, and then it comes around, and it really does. Mm -hmm. You know, and the same thing with uh, the Greater Charlotte Apartment Association. Mm -hmm. You know, I sit on their membership committee as well, and I'm fairly new to them. Uh, but it's the same, it's like, same thing as ABC. It yeah. is about just branding myself, but also, hey, that's filled with, you know, G&G &G Landscape Solutions. Yeah. And it just really has opened over the years. I've been belonging on the hotel days, MPI, SCSAE, AENC, you know, all of those. That's what it's all about. Yes, helping the association out, helping other people first before I ask for anything. For sure. I had a great conversation. You just reminded me I had a great conversation. So the guy that owns Burner's Cigars in Brookdale, um, he's a member of, of the club that I'm in. He does all the cigars stuff with them and, and, and whatnot. Um, he's a full-time firefighter, and he owns this cigar lounge as well. He's a really cool guy. But um, he was talking about that, and we just had a great conversation about business. And he said, you know, the, the reality of the matter is that there's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of people in the United States, a lot of people in our area. There's a lot of people that do landscaping. There's a lot of people that do marketing. He said, you know, to grow a business, what you really have to do is... You have to establish trust with people. Um, there's a whole lot to say for likability as well. Like if somebody likes you, chances are they're going to do business with you. But you want to be on that on the top of mind in the sense where in his case it was cigars, right? He said, you know, one of the biggest things in, in the cigar world is, you know, you have you have ranges of severity of cigars, right? You have really really mild ones. You even have fruity floral ones, and then you have ones that are strong. They'll make you cough your lungs out and stuff, right? Here I am, I own a cigar lounge, and most people think that I'm that I'm gonna smoke the, the strong one because it's like, oh, you know, macho, I'm the I own the cigar lounge or whatever. It's not like that. I smoke what I like. I smoke a lot of different stuff, you know, but I, I smoke the cigar that I like. And but for me, one of the first things, one of the first things that I tell any new sales rep, which I think this is very relevant to us and sales reps and stuff, he said, don't make anybody feel stupid about about what they prefer to smoke. You know, like if it you could have a, a big burly dude in there, and if he gets the fruitiest, floweriest, floralist, you know, cigar, say yeah, I hope you enjoy that. You know, it, yeah, it's absolutely. it's not about that, and and it's so easy. You know, especially sometimes as men, I feel that that we go, oh, you know, you chicken, you smoking, yeah, floral or whatever, but that that's kind of what it's about. You know, it's about the way the way that you end up becoming treated, and that goes full circle around to associations, relationships goes in, into your sales processes, everything, you know. Um, one of the things, um, you know, so I said you, you kind of have this duality to your position. Um, kind of interesting because Christian and I, business partners, you know, we kind of handle, I mean, we handle a lot as business owners or whatever, but we kind of have pillars of business. He's more of the business development side. I'm more of the getting yelled at and give all of my employees the code to the door to get into the podcast room. <laughs> Don't worry, by the way, Kaylee, I had to give uh, Christian the code too. Um, but, you know, with, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because 
um, as we network, and we do network, what, what we've noticed is that um, for better or for worse, and it's always been like this even in other positions, you know, I'm typically the person that starts the conversation, and I develop relationships and friends and stuff like that, and then Christian's usually the one that, like, gets the, gets the sale. I don't want to say it like that, but he, he, he changes the, the relationship with us into has the, has the conversations about services, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering if you had any, any insights into that. So how do you typically convert? I mean, I'm sure it's not just people coming to you, because that's the best, right? People's yeah. like, hey, I need some landscaping. You're like, oh, awesome, you know? I know Phil and I immediately feel weird about this, because like, when I have those conversations with people, yeah. I don't think about it as like converting. It's, it's almost like yeah, yeah. my trust has gotten to a point where it, it like peaks and they're willing to have that conversation with me about doing business. And it just like it converts naturally for me. I don't really know how else yeah, to explain you know, that. It absolutely, it's about their needs. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you need? How can I help you? Yeah, it it's uh, it's kind of interesting. You know, um, I I will say a reflection upon myself is that I'm I'm really bad at um, you know you could it, this sounds bad, but in business we all do it, right? I'm really bad at like monetizing my relationships if that makes sense and asking for referrals. Part of business growth, but I'm really good at building the relationship to begin with. So. It's it's interesting, you know. Always looking for ways that that you can you can grow from a business perspective in that way. Um, so it's interesting, you know. Luckily, we have two two guys, two skill sets in that way. Cause we we tackle a lot of stuff together. I mean, you've seen us at events and stuff together. But um, just kind of interesting that it, that it tends to work out that way. All right. Well, I think that's that's all for today on Business Legends. Um, funny. Well, first off, before I say funny question. Um, Karen specifically asked me on air last week to give you shit about about your swag. She says you need to up your swag. Uh, <laughs> so, you don't have any. I'm trying to. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. exactly so, so Karen. To. Yeah. So Karen told me to give you shit about that. Um, <laughs> but it's not really fair. Like when you're comparing to Catalyst swag, it's like that. That's. I mean, we all got. That's you. over the top. Yeah. We got. We all, So Catalyst. Very, very very purple. Yeah. No, yeah everything purple yeah, always or yellow. You but, know. You know when they're there. Yeah. You yeah. Absolutely do. That's a. Um, you know, I I think she. Is a, a beautiful case study for branding because, Absolutely. like, if if you you know even even amongst bigger players in construction in the area, if you you know if you see Catalyst, you know they're there. That's, that's yeah, you do. Especially as compared to others. Um, okay, I've I've bought myself some time. I've been trying to think of a funny question or comment or something like that. Did you get one? No, nothing. <laughs> Sit here. All right, I got I got I got a question. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I right, feel can could you sell ice to an igloo? Uh oh, owner. Ice to an igloo owner. Yep. It all depends if that igloo owner has a need for new ice. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Like maybe he's trying to get an extension to his house, and you're driving by with a big trailer of ice. You're like, would you like to add the living room onto the side of that? And absolutely, that's how you I do definitely it. could. That's a that's a brilliant question. I think so. When I fire, we, I can't fire him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make jokes. I'm, we make jokes about this internally always. But oh well, I'll have to talk to my boss about it. <clears throat> So mirror, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll we'll have to remember that for the. Do you believe so when you're when you're interviewing people? Do you do you ask them so common sales question or common interview question is uh, is sell me this pen right? I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes. Do you believe in that or do you think that's corny? You know, I, I I I for G and G I had through the interview process I talked with a lot of different people and how many one, pens did you buy? I said how many pens did you buy? In one in in. One of the guys asked me that, uh, but you know, and it, it happens. I I just don't. Um, sure. 
personally. I it's really just a question stay. to like put you on your toes. It's supposed yeah. to like see how you fight in like that flight or uh, flight or fight setup. Yeah, because it is kind of awkward if you've been asked the question. I have. Yeah, but you, you just pre-interview train for it. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the, the way I get to it is just I just ask. Take me through the last deal you made from beginning to end. That's the same way as somebody the pen. How yeah. did you sell it to the to the last one? So that's that is brilliant. Um, okay, I have to ask one more now. So what? So what exactly are you looking for with that when when you ask somebody because I think that's very similar and I think it's a lot less awkward but um, what you know what are you I know you're trusting your gut what are you looking for with um, when when you're asking about the deal that they've made like what types of things are you looking for them to say and I, a lot of things it comes out of that um, a lot of items I say from the time they you talk with them to the time the sale right the sales cycle how long how many times did you smart. touch base That's with really that person? Smart. That's really right. How many? How many smarters? <laughs> <laughs> it happens every. You know, for a droid on it. I mean, I just, I just didn't expect this. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, just you know the activities. Well, how many times did you have to email them or call them or text them? Wow. Um, you know, how was the meeting set up? Take notes. Take notes. Where's your pen? Take notes. It's being recorded. You can oh yeah. I'll give some tips out. Oh, nice. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, and it, so it just takes me through the whole process, you know, what questions did you ask them? Yeah. You know, um, what question did they ask you? So that just that one process um, of beginning to end answers a lot of my questions. Sure. So Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I feel like one of the things that I would look for in that, why did I, I tried to end the podcast, ask you my funny thing, I could have signed off and now I'm talking more, but it's my birthday, I do what I want. It's your birthday. So... <laughs> so I think I, one of the things I would look for with that would be if they, if they asked open-ended questions that were pursued exactly right. towards the towards the customer's needs particularly. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that's brilliant. You know, I'm gonna do that. You kind of got it. I think I'm gonna hire the sales rep. You got it. That'll be that'll be the weirdest sales rep ever. A strange person. Strange. I think I, I think today I would I would completely annihilate a, uh, a sales candidate that was a hard seller. I don't think it exists anymore. Well, it, it depends it on the, the industry. product. Yeah. It depends on the industry, I think. I, 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 think, think, it I think it's a primary. I think, I think 70% at least for, is for all us, these days. Yeah, for us, we don't, we don't hard sell. Oh, there's not a chance. Not yeah. you guys. No. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm Pest bad. control. That's a hard sell right there. Yeah. I'm at your door. Mm -hmm. I just did your evaluation. Yeah. It's still consulting though. Like it I used think, to be like, you need it, your your kid's gonna die of malaria. Well, um, but what about our background? What about our background? Our back our background's personal training. I mean I think I don't think you get the business without a, without so I, I mean think you start works. the consult, but I, I think that that after you get past the emotional barriers and stuff, I mean I yeah, think but could you quite a bit harder. Could you imagine that these days though? Like back then we used to be like um, like imagine, imagine yourself when you were 40, 50 pounds ago, da 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 da, you're talking about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine today in like the fat shaming community and all that, saying yeah, those same point. questions? Yeah. yeah like, it gets you in trouble. I, you know, I think it'd be a little softer. Just, just based on what we're saying and not paying in a negative light, I could think of a gym owner that still hard sells like that very much. Probably. And you, and you know the person, <laughs> I guarantee you, you know the person. I'm sure he does. Because, yeah. <laughs> and it works. Very successful gym operation. Yes. Yeah, um, so when you guys were uh, trainers mm -hmm, together, yeah, I was way more fit, just so you know. So, <laughs> so were you trainers together, like two for one, like we both train you, no, or is it no. just one offs? So we that would have killed you. So yeah, no, I would have absolutely. It would have been a terrible situation. Um, no, actually, so when Chris and I first met, we were uh, we were we worked for a nightclub. We did we did promotions for a nightclub and stuff like that. That's how we met. 
Um, and then we transferred into working at generally or personal trainers for three or four years or something like that. Um, but yeah, so when, when we did that, it's kind of funny how things work out. So he originally got me the job at the nightclub, and then I got him the job as the trainer, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he got me the job as the trainer, but we were already friends at that point. And then he became my manager, and and he can attest to the fact oh, that I'm confused. I, I well I'm the least manageable person you will ever meet in your entire life. He would tell me to do I something. See that. Yeah, he would tell me to do something <laughs> like, nah, not gonna do it. Like just you know, because if it was like outside of the job, I'd be like, nah, not doing it. Like <laughs> I was I was awful. We'd have team meetings and stuff. And at the time, I was a 1099. I mean, I was an independent contractor. I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, and I didn't care enough to push it because I was like, yeah, make still friends. I was just trying to make money back then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we have this required mandatory team meeting. Yeah. Are you going to pay me for it? No. Okay. Well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to go. <laughs> that's, that's that's how it would go pretty much. But uh, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna have some conversations about that over lunch for sure. Phil, um, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so no, much I for appreciate joining it. us today. Yes, thank you, uh, both of you, for having me on. This was great. Yeah. And again, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Sounds good.